So welcome everyone. Uh, my name is Jennifer Wove and you are listening to Participatory Action Research. I am a PhD student at the University of Bitswaters Run, Faculty of Health Science and Graduate Associate of the Abdin Center for Health Data Science in the School of Medicine, Medical Science and Nutrition. My passion is to understand the role of community participation in improving health. Our guests today are Assistant Dimani, a service provider, a clinician, and an operational manager at Agincourt Health Center, and Ms. Munisi, a community member, a service user, and a leader from Kilde Village in Agincourt Health and Demographic Surveillance Site in South Africa. Before I leave time for our guests to introduce themselves, I want to tell you a little background about the VEPA program. The VEPA program, VEPA Autops and Participatory Action Research program, in which my PhD is embedded, started in 2015 to date in the Agincourt HDSS in South Africa. The aim of the program is to address exclusion from the health system by connecting service users and providers to co-produce and act on the research evidence. The Weber Autops and Participatory Action Research process seeks to build collective dialogue and action through iterative reflection and action learning cycles. This series is about amplifying community voice in the participatory action research process. The intention is bringing communities together connecting them with service providers for social change and also to rethink power structures and health issues. Let's welcome Mr. Muniz, one of our community participants. We have been actively participating in VEPA programs since 2017. Baba Muniz, can you tell us about your journey with the VEPA Autops and Participatory Action Research Program? Thank you. My name is Jablari Nisi from Kilde. I've uh, joined this uh, vapor uh, group in 2017, whereby we were talking about a various, various topic. But uh, I, for one, I was with water. So I cannot elaborate much. I'll hear from you the question that will pose for me. Okay, thank you, Baba Munisi. A fundamental premise for participatory research approach is that participants or community are experts and power is deliberately shared and negotiated and the participants cease to be object of their research. Let's go back to how the process started. As we have mentioned that your village nominated water as a priority health topic. How did they select water as a health priority? Thank you. They selected water as a priority, yet there were various topics that were discussing. But when doing the voting system, we choose to vote water because in our place or in our society, there is scarcity of water. Okay. So was everyone happy with water as, as a priority topic? Yes, everyone was happy since it is scared. 
then it led to everyone to be interested in it as it, they were given a platform to talk about it. Okay, thank you. So this was a collective voice from the participants? That was the collective voice and from the different topic that we're talking about. Okay, thank you. Water scarcity has become an increasing threat to humans with serious effects on food production globally. The situation is expected to be worse under projected future climate change. And South Africa also was identified as one of the most vulnerable countries predicted to experience climate change. COP26 highlighted that the need for effective sorry, highlighted the need for effective sustainable engagement to deliver social change. Why is water important to you and the community at large? Yeah, water is important to me because I value it as the basic need of the people. And without water, there's nothing that we are to do since it helps us to be clean, good communication, and not communication, social communication, because I cannot visit my neighbor being filthy. I have to wash myself in order to visit my, 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 my neighbor. Then economical also, if ever we've got water, it will help us to make some little gardens in each and every household so that we cannot keep on spending. Okay, so as you are mentioning that, uh, I want you, can you elaborate more on the impacts of water to health, the impacts of water to health? Yeah, there's a lot, man. There's an impact because uh, water is the beginning of cleanliness. If we talk clean, we talk water. So therefore, if there's no water, there's no cleanliness. And cleanliness, it helps in our health. And if there's no cleanliness, it's health, it's health hazard because it will cause some illness in our living. Besides illness, our places would be filthy because water, we need it. Even if we clean the yard, we have to put water first because we haven't paved our, our places because we are living in the rural areas. We put water, then we clean and avoiding dust to go further to other people. Okay, so with regards to social impacts of water, where do, where do people get water when it's not available in taps? Where do people get uh, water? We, we are suffering. People are walking long journey to go and fetch water and in, in the dams. And when fetching water, sometimes you find that they are so thirsty to such an extent that they just drink it without cooking it. And that is uh, a health hazard since Gems are there, that water, and that water is dirty, you see. Mm -hmm. Even if we receive it by Vatrican water tanks, we are not sure because we don't know where that water comes from and how clean it is. And people, when they get it, they just drink it without cooking or putting something to clean it. Okay. And what are the economic challenges? The economic challenges, as we were saying, it costs us a lot because we have to buy. We have to buy water whereby 
And nowadays it's difficult to get money as we are in the rural areas where there's no work, there's nothing except if we are professional. If you are unprofessional, forget about work. So economically, it affects us. But if there was water, economically, we can be safe. That by, as I've said, having some a little bit plot in the house, whereby you plant spinach, tomatoes, onion, and not buying every day. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you, Baba Muniz. Over to you, Sister Antimani. How is water important to you as a health service provider? And how does lack of safe water affect health and the work that you do every day here at the clinic? Okay, thanks. Mm. Coming to the challenges of water, mm -hmm. I would like to say this. Water is a source, it's very important. Without water, we can't do anything. When you want to touch the patient, you must wash hands before. And after the procedure, you must wash your hand. So lack of water causes a medical legal hazard because there are more infections. We are carrying the bacteria from one person to another mm -hmm. because of lack of water. So that's why now, even if you want to do to perform a procedure, water is very important. When you go to the toilet, Water is very important. It's worse, worse, worse when coming to the patient who is coming for delivery. Mm -hmm. Because that person needs a lot of water. After delivery, the patient needs the water. And then even if she she's admitted for a while, she must bath before, because she's not comfortable. Mm -hmm. So lack of water is a challenge in the facility. And when coming to how we get to the water. We don't have the running water at all. And running water is very, very important in the facility. So if you find that the facility is using the Jojo tank water, how safe it is to use those water, that water? It's not very sure. Oh, thank you, Sister Antimane. So you are saying the clinic has been operating without running water? There are some days that we are not having water. You have to phone municipality and maybe it will take... There is another day when it even take the whole week when we report that we want water, the tank to be referred until we phone the higher levels. Mm -hmm. So we don't know their challenges or their, their protocol, what is happening. But during that time when we don't even have the Jojo water, mm -hmm. it's a problem. Because even us, we can't work without drinking at least a tea. And the, during that time when the delivery person come, it's a problem. So that's why we are suffering a lot. Because the Jojo doesn't have a gauge to gauge whether the water is running out or what. It, it is the time when you are going to open the tank you find that there is no water you have to phone report to request for the refill so what now we are doing we must every day go there and check how is the tank 
So, it's, it's, it's a problem. And that is adding a burden to you as well. Mm. So, are there times that you, you, you provide services without water at all? Yes. <coughs> okay. So, when you are talking about lack of water in the facility, who is affected most? The patient is affected most, but both of us, both of us were affected because the nurse is the one to use the water most of the time to wash hands before touching the patient, to dilute treatment to give to the patient mm -hmm. for the state doses that are treatment needs to be diluted with water and to take those treatment as a state dose, the patient needs to drink those pills with water. Okay. So also the community developed an action plan. So whose voices is excluded from action on the issue of water challenges? Whose voice is excluded from action? Among this, maybe you can... Uh, I can say those who are excluded are the member of the society. Since they haven't got the platform to express their needs or what they want. And also, I will not say it's platform only, also power. They've got no power whereby if we've got people like Bo Madam Timana as Metron, Bo says as a leader of the vapor, those are stakeholders that are making us to be heard. Because China, they won't hear us, but with them, we are able to be heard. Even in municipality, our government, uh, the higher actual structures. Okay, so you think if people come together, the, the researchers, the, the stakeholders, and the community, then your voice could be heard? Exactly, our voice can be heard because they will know exactly what is affecting us in terms of water because that is the basic need of a person to be fighting against health hazard okay so how did the vapor process help you and the community understand the water challenges in the in your community as i've said it helped us because it has opened our eyes made us to meet people that can hear our voice like as we're talking now we've got a sister in front of us who is in a higher state of the government we can tell them that in so and so village there's this scarcity of water and they will listen to him because of his status how did this process, I know you've also engaged with the vapor, how did this process change you, being in the vapor process, like from priority setting, voting, identifying a priority health topic, how did this change you, this vapor process? The vapor process <coughs> changed a lot because we meeting with them, sharing information, mm -hmm. giving ideas, Training to some of our uh, stakeholders, 
change a lot to our community and to our services. Okay. And over to you, Baba Muniz. How will change or the action agendas developed in the community? The agendas or development in the community is that now we can be able to sit with stakeholders to say to them what is lacking in the society or communities. And also the government can now listen us well if ever we've started from our leaders around and then went to them because they've given us platform in order to talk with them because we've got the dialogue with them or engagement with them to show them or to, to prove to them how water is affecting people on the ground. Okay, so who were the stakeholders involved in the participatory action research process? Uh, health uh, department, mm -hmm. uh, municipalities, government officials, all of them. Okay. We had some meetings with the, the people of health, mm -hmm. we had meetings with the government people in Elspreet, mm -hmm. we have uh, municipality meetings in Bush Park, which we elaborated the, the need for this water. Mm -hmm. So over to you, Sister Antiman. So what is the plan to resolve the water issue here in the clinic? Because as you are saying that you operate without running water and you rely on the Jojo tanks. What is the plan currently? Okay, <coughs> the plan currently, the operational manager wrote a requisition to the higher authorities to plan the water. So the municipality promised to come and connect. There is a tank over there, so mm -hmm. the pipeline is running through this road, mm -hmm. passing our facility mm -hmm. to the tank. So what they promise, they promise to come and connect the pipe so that the water can be inside. Okay. Mm. So do you think your facility is given priority as a health facility? Yes. Okay. So what could be done differently to improve community participation in what can be done to improve um, community in this thing is uh, meetings or coming together mm -hmm. twice or thrice a year whereby discussing this water and that will help because you from the vapor side will know what is in the villages and where is the shortages and by so doing it will make the government to know where they're supposed to do to help people to get water mm -hmm. so why is participating in vapor process important to you mm, participating in vapor process is important because as i've said it's an eye opener it opens our eyes mm -hmm. and uh, it helps us to get, you know, the stand to talk. Even where we're supposed not to talk, where we are not talking. But because of vapor, now we can talk. And we will be here. Because as vapor has been with us since 
at the back, 2017 mm -hmm. up to now, there's a vast change when it comes to water and we believe it's part of their work. Okay, but as a, as a participant, what did you learn from the participatory action research process? What did you learn? I've that learned that, others? yeah, uh, what I've learned is that through communication, it can help us to get what we are looking for and what can help people. Because what we're talking about is a basic need of the people in order to have free health. Because mm -hmm. as we were talking before, there was a higher volume of health hazard. Because mm -hmm. we didn't know that water need to be cooked before drinking. We're just drinking. We didn't know that going to fetch water in the river, sometimes you go and fetch gems. We didn't know that water that is brought by tankers are sometimes not clean. We were thinking all that is coming to us because we were not having water. It's right. Okay. And Sister Ntimane, engaging with the, the community, how was it to you meeting the community stakeholders and sharing information with them? How was it to you meeting with the communities, talking? To meet with the community to us was very important because the community need information. So if we share the information, they ask question, they they they, they start to open their eyes mm -hmm. and their mind mm -hmm. to know what is good and what is not good to them. Okay. Mm. Thank you very much. Communities are at the front line of climate change and um, there are good policies and guidelines around the lack of water but there is need to embed this conversation that we are doing today uh, with, with, with action to reach where we want to be most importantly including the voice of service users marginalized and economically disadvantaged people thank you for your time and i would like to thank the vapor program team and the principal investigator dr lucia d ambroso for providing guidance to this week. Thank you. Thanks.